0: Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins.
1: This is Shirley Manson. This is Low I the founder of The Cure. This
2: is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song.
1: The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B 52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more the music flowing we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one so check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast
3: you're really good at this yeah i have no idea what's happening
2: hey everybody welcome back to the what podcast i'm barry quarter that's lord taco you'll notice brad is not with us which for our, you know, for, for Russ and I or Lord Taco and I, that's always a good thing. So we'll manage. <laughs> yeah. We'll manage I to. I think he's,
3: he's back on his hunger strike, isn't he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we
2: haven't had, haven't had that announcement yet, have we? <laughs> yeah. His demands are still out there. That's right. Um, speaking of, yeah, his demands are uh, lineup related. And that's what this uh, episode, this newest high five uh, clip is is all about. These are short clips that we have gone back into the vast archive uh, from our almost five-year run now. And uh, Lord Taco, this is one of my favorites and it seems completely uh, timely and relevant to uh, the next. what's happening in the next couple of weeks, right?
3: Oh, me too. It's one of my favorites and I still can't believe we got to go down to Knoxville and do this. The timing was a little off, as as we come to find out, because this was yeah. talking about the 2020 lineup, which of course got
2: scrapped. Yeah, the one everyone agrees was the greatest lineup ever.
3: <laughs> yeah, objectively the best one ever that everyone loves and everyone was excited about, and it just it'll never line up to be that good again. Or yeah. maybe it
2: will. We'll see. So to give everybody some perspective, uh, we reached out, uh, I reached out, I guess to Ted Heinig, uh, the new president at that time, I think he'd become president or maybe he wasn't, but he was about I, to become interim. I think he or, was
3: about to be named. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ashley Caps was, we knew was going to retire and Ted Heinig was going to take over and we wanted to talk to him and he said, you don't want to talk to me. How about we talk, you come up and, or you talk to the two guys who actually booked the festival. And, uh, I was like, no, that sounds horrible. Why would we want to do that? And, uh, (laughs) no, we mistake. Yeah. We said, oh my, yeah, absolutely. And then we thought about it for a day or two and said, well, we're so close. What if we drive up there? And he said, come on. So we, you, me and Brad drove to Knoxville one morning and, uh, sat in their boardroom with Ted and Stephen and Brian and, uh, for what, three hours, two and a half yeah, hours. It, it
3: was all afternoon. They they were so generous with their time yeah, answering our questions and
2: yeah, nothing and just... off the table. Right. I mean, we tried to get, you know, some, some information out of them and, you know, being the, 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 uh, hard driving journalists that we are, you know, we wanted to know why Dolly hadn't been booked and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. There.
3: Which, uh, speaking of, it turns out she would love to play Bonnaroo. I you know. The article she... that come out in the tennessee
2: and yeah yeah not at all surprised she didn't commit to it and good for them yeah. for asking and running running it, running it so we'll see we'll see what happens but um this is a short clip uh that we i think brad asked brian um uh, there's a bunch let me say this all of the idea behind these clips is to give you you know a little bit of uh interest hopefully a hook to go back and maybe listen to the full episodes this one ended up being two episodes and like i said it's really inside baseball on uh, yes on how they right. uh not just this festival but any event uh you know what's but how long it how long it takes them when they start um how important the relationships are uh, how important uh you know being on top of things are, how important being able to try to predict you oh, know yeah. who's good yeah, because, now and who will be in two yeah, years, you know.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and I think, you know, Brad uh, Parker from C three, he said it on our last episode with uh when they we had them on, he said, you know, people think it's easy like you want to get the Rolling Stones, you just go book the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And it is not that easy. And yeah, yeah it's surprising how far in advance they have to time all this to get it you know in the works and so yeah it's a little prediction it's a little going with your gut and um you know
2: a lot of luck yeah you don't uh you don't just go to a website and see a big roster and say i'll take one of those and two of those and six of those you you know yeah it's not amazon uh, (laughs) there's a lot of timing involved and negotiating and like i said just trying to plan ahead and you'll hear in this clip in particular um and I think Brad Steiner asked the question uh you know have you ever booked a band that suddenly blew up you know what does that do and yeah. uh, I thought that interesting was really fascinating um again you think that sounds easy and obvious right uh it's not it's a it's a big puzzle so um obviously there's other news black friday happened presale tickets went on sale uh, appeared to go very well, from what I could see. Yeah,
3: seems yeah. to be. I've I seen a lot of people uh, bought tickets immediately, and um, it looks like the Area 931, which is our former camp, yeah. sold out
2: instantly. I know. Who... <laughs> We really messed up. We should have yeah. been complaining. <laughs> we should have been bitching and moaning for the last ten years. <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. I hope you yeah. enjoy it back there with all the ticks and the fleas and the. the oh, it's awful! Just terrible, yeah. terrible. Enjoy being next to the porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, uh, all that news has happened, and we will get into that. But we want to wait till it's a full episode, and we've reached out to some more people and gotten, uh, you know, legitimate information. Um, not just us speculating on it. And so we're going to wait on that, but, uh, without further ado, here's another high five clip with Steven and Brian.
1: We booked the best acts available and, um, first female headliner. Sure. Um, first attempted at a female headliner, definitely not right. you know right. and so yes. um i think that you know that it's you know obviously booking a festival is like we kind of alluded to at the beginning it's it's a process it's 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 wow. literally it's it's putting together a big puzzle and there are lots of reasons that acts do or do not end up on the bill um and um and this is uh you know this is the first time that 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 happened.
0: So when it comes to where uh, artists are put on the lineup, do you guys uh, specifically know where they're gonna fit, what slot they're going to uh, uh, be on the poster slash the schedule? Uh, When you say, yeah, Lizzo could definitely be a headliner, but so could Miley. Was there a conversation of, well, let's flip those? Or did you know all the time, the whole time, that this certain artist was going to fit this certain slot? Yes. Yes, we know. We
1: know that's how we, that, and that's how we book the, that's how we book the festival. Um, and that's an interesting question. And, you know, we, 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 we slot artists as we book the event. Um, and we do it that way because we are very sensitive to conflict in the schedule Mm -hmm and we do everything we can to limit those as much as possible. Whenever you have a festival that has multiple stages that are running uh, congruently or or up against one another, especially the size of Bonnaroo where you have five, six, seven, eight stages going at once, um, there's going to be conflicts. There's conflicts that we don't think are conflicts that then – the fans tell people, us are conflicts yeah, so. and then we're like, oh, <laughs> that was going to be a conflict. But, you know, and, you know, a conflict could be, you know, 10 people just happen to like these two bands that are way different. Right. Right. Or it could be like, oh, we really blew that one, yeah. you know. So but yes, we we slot artists as we book. Um yeah, how in, much wiggle room yeah. do
0: you have when it comes to if you already book with the schedule in mind? How much wiggle room do you have either with the artist or with your own sort of. Because I can, I can understand if somebody all of a sudden blows up in a way that you don't didn't yeah. really see it, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, we got him on this tent in a time that's really not very comfortable for us."
1: Well, those conversations happen. Um, you know, they're rare, but they do happen. We've we've run into that in the past. Um, I think the first time we ever booked Mumford, I remember um, it was kind of this thing that. just kind of happened over i mean they exploded so quickly and the you know we had them on bonnaroo that year and when we when we confirmed them to when the festival actually happened it was a rocket ship and i remember having to make some adjustments there um and those are tough conversations because you you know every artist is slotted at this point so to uh, have to make adjustments on the fly because of an artist uh, getting a lot bigger. Um, you know, then you have to go have some tough conversations with some, with some of the other artists, but we work through it. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: And during the pro- I mean, and that's now, but the process is fluid. Like while we're booking it, because things ebb and, and flow. Artists that we thought we going to have um, fall out. Um, artists that we didn't think we were going to have rear their heads, and we're like, oh, we really want that. So, you know, we may have something slotted in a particular place in October and then it makes more sense or it's more exciting or whatever to move it to a different place by November we do that and it's it's a constant conversation with the artists in their camps um, and most of the time they're okay with it? it I mean most of the time yeah. it, but we rarely are, are doing something that's going to have a negative effect on
2: any of the artists All right. So there you go. Like I said, uh, that's a short clip, but, uh, it's an interesting answer. Uh, you know, what do you do when you hire a Mumford and sons who people have kind of heard of when you sign the paperwork and you put them on a small stage and then you wake up the next day almost. And wow.
3: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Suddenly they're a household name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're a little bigger. And, uh, it's not just moving them. You got to move who was that in that other spot. And yeah, somebody's got to get bumped. You know? Somebody's got to move. So uh, that was fascinating. And I, there were so many clips that I could have picked. Uh, Taco. Oh, yeah, the, the whole episode was is yeah. gold. So yeah. definitely
3: yeah. go back, listen. It's a two parter. Um, or you can go on YouTube. The entire video is on YouTube because this was really when we started doing YouTube. Uh, we, we actually filmed this one. I think that's just, right. Yeah. You know, wow, just that's right. This was a, a an experiment and it worked out well. So you can listen to it on
2: uh your podcast app or you can go to YouTube and just watch it. And like I like you said this was 2020, so it's it's old, but I don't think it's dated and I think it's timely because that's what we're all going to be doing for the next uh what? 6-8 weeks. Uh, Yep. And
3: yep, it's old, but you know, they're still doing it. Brian and Steve are still doing it and it's the exact same
2: process. Yeah. Nothing has changed in that regard. Uh, And I can't, one of the things that I want to talk about when we get back with Brad is, and we've said this on our show is that we feel like they need to come strong with this lineup and reading some of the uh, Reddit and our discord posts and, and stuff like that. I'm kind of curious as to what you two think that actually means. You know, yep. uh, I mean, is that, you know, you got to have the who and the stones or do you have, even have <laughs> to have the stones? You know what I mean? Seriously, how strong is strong? I know. And, yeah, you uh, gotta.
3: Yeah, I think we all pretty much agree that this is their uh, shot at uh, really coming back from the uh, last couple of years. And, and if they could hit a home run with the lineup, everything else sounds like it's in the works to be a great festival.
2: I, I mean, I'm glad to hear you use those words. Could be and shot. Uh, I've seen some folks say that it's a must, and I probably said that, you know, back after the festival ended. And I'm not sure it's a must. Must. It needs to be good, uh, but I'm not sure it's make or break. I think they've yeah, done right. enough, enough with the changes and and everything else. Yeah.
3: And I don't know about you. Personally, I don't for me, I don't really care the, about the lineup as much. I, yeah, I do want it to be good, but you know, it's it's definitely not a make or break.
2: No, it's but not. But
3: I think if they if they want to if they want to sell out or even sell a lot, it's got to be lineup driven Is what's going yeah. is what's going to get people back.
2: I totally agree. It's the difference between that last 20,000 people. Yep and, um, along those lines too, I keep thinking, I don't really want it to be a sellout. I like, I like a little space. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. You know what? This, this year was perfect. There was no lines. Yeah, it was to anything. It, it it felt, you know, very spacious, very easy to get around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. With, not a bad with thing. hindsight. It yeah.
2: It. It, it, uh, being able to move around and, and, uh, You know, getting to places that you couldn't normally get because, quite honestly, security was a little lax was not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know that I want, I don't know that I want McCartney level crowds and that kind of security again. So that's just being selfish. So, all right. um, Thank you guys for checking in. We'll be back. Not sure if it'll be next week or the after or after, but it will be very, very soon. And Russ, the year, man it's it's just screaming by
3: i can't believe it's almost over here so yeah makes, i, anyway. know. Um, I it's think it's gonna be january in uh tomorrow uh, it feels like you know and uh, then the lineup proper will come out we're gonna get some more rue clues in between now and then that's right that's right and you know next thing you know we're gonna be looking at a lineup
2: i know i know so that's what i mean it's uh mm-hmm. it yes yeah, it got by. serious already with the uh um pre-sale so feels like it's on so yep all right ross thanks guy. thank you and thanks everybody for listening and uh please subscribe and hit that bell and do all the other things you we ask you to do and
3: uh yes it really helps it does and you know share it if you know somebody that's going to bonnaroo for the first time or maybe
1: yeah or, first time, yeah, or
2: is on the fence? Not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to think our with all the information that we have, either from us or from people that have been guests, that uh, it can help you make that decision. So, I think so. All right. Very all right. cool. All right. See you guys later.